but you share your list with your partner and your partner shares his or her list with you. And in that way, you both grow your list. You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 278. And today, let's discover how to multiply your business with joint venture partnering. Are you ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs, business leaders. It is your host, Melanie Benson, authority amplifier to expert-based business owners. And today we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, partnering with others. It's a common subject here, but today we're going to take it from somebody who approaches it very differently and has a very specific strategy and ends up being at the top of what's called the leaderboards over and over and over again. This is a great strategy and you're going to want to listen to it. And by the way, one of my other favorite strategies to build your list, to attract new opportunities, to get new leads flowing into your business is with being a guest expert, leveraging other people's audiences. It's a great way to partner. It's super simple. And the one thing you have to know is how to avoid the 17 common mistakes that people make over and over and over again, because it's not like speaking. It's not like live events, podcast guesting and online shows are very unique. And there is a very specific way to master those conversations. Now, if you would like to find out what mistakes are commonly made by experts that cost them the lead and the client, head on over to get magnetic messaging slash report. So get magnetic messaging slash report. I will link this up in the show notes as well, but I want to share with you what I've learned after doing almost 2000 interviews, interviewing hundreds of people. I've probably interviewed over 3000 people at this point, and I can see what's going to help attract people and what's going to turn people off. And I'd like to share that with you. So you're maximizing every interview, every guest expert opportunity and turning it into your number one lead source. Again, that's at getmagneticmessaging.com forward slash report. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back amplifiers. I'm talking with my friend Ellen Finkelstein today about multiplying your business through partnering. Now, let me give you a little background on Ellen. Ellen Finkelstein teaches experts who want to get their knowledge out to the world, how to reach more people with profitable online information products and courses. With over 20 years online, Ellen has created websites with high search engine rankings and over 300,000 visitors per month, over 22,000 subscribers, and many followers on social media. She is an author published with major, major publisher. Wow, that was a tongue twister. Major publishers such as McGraw-Hill and Wiley and Sons with books ranging up to 1,200 pages. She's also successfully created and sold dozens of online products and courses and uses her experience to help experts turn their knowledge into online products so they can create positive change for as many people as possible. Ellen, that's why I love you. 
You are the 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 go-to lady in our field. And I have to say, I, just for as you're listening in a little uh, personal note on how Ellen and I first connected, uh, a couple of years ago, I was uh, putting together some people for one of my online uh, giveaways. And everybody kept saying, have you connected with Ellen? She's one of the most amazing, thoughtful, generous partners that you can ever connect with. You got to make sure you reach out and connect with Ellen. And so that was, I'd heard of Ellen, but that was probably our first uh, catalyst, Ellen, for for getting connected. And and you are, you are a very generous, thoughtful, and uh, amazing partner when people, when you support people's programs. So thank you for joining me today to share some of your insights. Thanks for having me, Melanie. Uh, thank you for telling that story because I really don't know what other people say about me and I'd never heard that before. <laughs> Isn't it nice to know it's actually good stuff? <laughs> you are welcome. It, it is well-deserved. So, you know, I talk to my clients in Amplifying Authority, Amplify Your Authority Inner Circle. Wow, I'm having tongue twisters today. I talk to them all the time about partnering up with other people. And it's amazing how much resistance there is for people. I would love it if you would share a little bit about why partnerships have been so valuable and, you know, what, why, like what it is, basically why things are so different today that we cannot grow our own list quickly just through our own volition. I actually don't think we ever could. So I don't think this is a pandemic thing or anything like that. I think partnering is just something that you need to do. And this is how I'll I'll put it. Let's say you have a product, a simple product, and you have a list. You had some, maybe you have a, a a freebie and you've put it out there wherever on social media, maybe you used ads, however you got it out to the world and you grew a list and then you create a product and you present it to them. You, you send it to them on via email. And so some people buy. And then three months later, you say again, that kind of thing. I, here it is again. And most of the people who were going to buy bought it, but a few more people will buy it. But after a while, it's diminishing returns. The same people aren't going to buy the same products over and over again. So you really have two choices. One is to keep on creating new products every month, which can get really tiring. Or and, and, and of course, you, you know, your knowledge is limited. Nobody knows everything. So how much new content can you create? And the other choice is to grow your list. And you can only reach so many people on your own by ads or social media. So you go to partners. Other people have built their lists and you're basically sharing lists. Usually partnerships are two ways. I'll talk about some specific ways that people can partner, but you share your list with your partner and your partner shares his or her list with you. And in that way, you both grow your list. It's a win-win situation and you get new people to promote to. Your partner might also promote your things. And that is an amazing way, quick way to create a relationship between you and these new people that you have a recommendation. It's a referral. Ellen Finkelstein is wonderful. Melanie is wonderful. You have to go see what she's offering. And so all of this really helps our business world go round. And we see it even in big business. My sister-in-law was telling me she took us out to a restaurant and she had these $10 off coupons at this restaurant and she works at a gym. And at the gym, 
they keep these coupons for the restaurant. And at the restaurant, they have coupons for the gym. And so they're partnering with each other. And you see all the time on television, you might see, let's say, at McDonald's and you get a cup uh, that has a, a figures of, of a movie, for example. And so, so Star Wars and I'm just making this up. And McDonald's have partnered with each other to, 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 part, to promote each other. It just works. And you really get diminishing returns if you keep on trying to work with your same list over and over again. Hmm. I would agree. I would agree. I, I know I, I, my first big win in business 18 years ago, whatever it was, came from partnering with other people. And I found that at certain times, my list, you know, had kind of become non-responsive, as we call it in the industry, it's, it kind of became a dead list. And, um, you know, I kind of shared the same offer enough times where they're like, we got it, we don't, we're, you know, those of us, we're going to say yes, said yes. And as I started to reach out to people, who maybe served the same audience as I did, but we had never kind of shared each other's stuff before. I found um, that introduction carried a lot of weight. And, and it was almost like you were borrowing their credibility. You were getting a referral, as you called it. And that path to making an investment was pretty quick. And it really did kind of breathe new life into my list, into my sales, into my programs. And yeah, I'm a huge fan of partnering with other people. So this is something that I, I hear people ask all the time. They're like, okay, I think this could work for me. I'm open to partnering. But then they kind of get a little stuck on how to approach somebody to promote them. And, and, and I know there's some different reasons why. Maybe we'll unpack that a little bit. But I'm curious, what do you find really works for you, Ellen? And maybe even let's go back to the beginning when you were first starting there. What did you do then and what are you doing now? So I, I have a kind of, I'm going to give you five steps that people can use. And, and you can use these steps even if you have one person on your list right now. <laughs> okay. It really works with anybody. And, and in fact, these steps are for you to approach people who don't know you. So I will talk a little bit more later about creating relationships with partners and getting to know them. I think everybody has gotten these emails, my friend and colleague, so-and-so. <laughs> and it, 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 you see it over and over again, and maybe it's a little stale, but that's because when you get good at this, you do become friends with, with, your, with your partners. Uh, but even people who don't know you, you can start. And this is how I suggest it. So first thing you want to do is subscribe to that person's list. Now that person will probably not notice that you subscribed, <laughs> but that's the first step because you can evaluate that person based on those autoresponder emails that come back and based on those newsletters that come out each day. And that way you can know if that would, person would be a good partner for you. You don't wanna promote people who you don't think offer great information for your list. And the second thing is to connect on social media and Again, people might or might not notice you, but the next couple of steps are really going to help. So the first thing is to start commenting and sharing and liking uh, social media posts, commenting on blog posts will get you noticed as well, adding some good information. So when you respond back, then people start to notice you, but you can't do that unless you're connected with them. And when you're on somebody's email list, I don't know 
I don't know what you do, Melanie, but very often a person will say, if you have any questions, click reply. They'll actually invite you to reply. But even if they don't, you can sometimes reply. And I will tell you, as a big email marketer, we love it when the people we send to actually reply and make a comment and say, that was a great story, or that was a great thing, or that really meant something to me, or even ask a question, that type of thing. So start occasionally, don't be too pushy about it, but start occasionally answering those emails, and that will get you noticed. And then the final thing, so now that person knows who you are, you don't want to do this over a space of a year, so the person forgets, but over the space of, let's say, a month or so, and then you offer to interview that person. Now, we were, before we started recording, we were talking about that I have what I call an unpodcast, which is just that I get on Zoom and I interview the person and then I put that video on my blog. It is so easy to do. You don't need any special setup. You don't need anything. Uh, you do need a blog. Uh, and you Right. And you can put it on YouTube if you want and just put the link to YouTube and your blog and there you have it. People love being interviewed. People are trying to get exposure and you can give them exposure by interviewing them and then widely promoting that blog post to whatever email list you have now, to whoever's on social media, just doing the best job you can to promote it. And so that's just one way that you can start from scratch. Hmm. I love that. First of all, you've made that very simple and Hmm. anybody can do it no matter what kind of business you have, where you're at in your trajectory. Um, but the second thing is you're actually creating these win-win experiences. You, you are so right. Like I, I love when people email us in response to something that comes out. And first of all, you may or may not know that that's a great way to tell the email service that, that we use that you like emails from us. So there's a great win in that for most of us who use email to uh, yeah. communicate with our community. But uh, great tips. Uh, love it. So there's a lot of ways that we can partner with people. Uh, I've certainly tried lots of them, but you, you're like the queen of partnering. Like I see you do so many different things and different ways that you're, you're building up partnerships. What are some of your favorite ways for partnering to, that will help build your list up and, and that email community we were talking about? Well, I would say the simplest thing to do, and the maybe the thing that's done least often, is a simple freebie swap. Mm. So that means I say, Melanie, could I promote your free offer? And then you say, Ellen, could I promote your free offer? And we just send out an email that says, you know, Melanie has this great free offer. Go check it out. It's wonderful. And I might give you some text. It's called swipe copy that you can use. And you might give me some text so I don't have to make it up completely from scratch. I can change it and do whatever I want with it. But you just give people that link and then you'll send me subscribers and I'll send you subscribers. It's so easy, so low maintenance and and, and you could just do it at any level. If anybody that you can find to do it with. Now, yes, when you're starting at the very beginning, if you have 100 people on your list, you probably won't get somebody with 10,000 people uh, to to do that with you because it's not equal. Uh, But you can find lots of other people who have small lists that you can partner with and you just build it up that way. And if once you start growing, you can it, it can be really powerful. You can get 300 or 500 people sometimes 
within the space of a few days because that person has sent you all those people. So that's a really simple, powerful way. And everybody should be doing that. I just can't think of any excuse not to be doing that. Let me unpack that one a little bit with you because I love that suggestion and you're right. Anybody can do it. When you do those freebie swaps or those lead magnet swaps, in your opinion, do you need to be able to track any kind of uh, affiliate tracking or can it just be super simple, easy peasy? Hey, you share mine, I'll share yours, whatever happens, happens. So that's a matter of you discussing with the other person and it can go both ways. So you can just do a freebie swap with no affiliate link and no expectation that there'll be some money down the road. I do think that at some point it's good to you, if you have an affiliate program, it's good to use affiliate links because if I promote you, even your freebie, but later on that person buys something, it would be nice for me to get an affiliate commission and you can make some good money that way because now I'm letting you do the selling. So I have just put that person on your list and you sell and then I get a commission. And so that is really great passive income. Uh, so yes, I think that using an affiliate link is a good idea, but not absolutely necessary at the beginning. And especially when you're doing something when, when you're new and you might not even have a product yet or you're not really converting yet. And so you feel like if I ask you to promote me and I really can't promise much in the way of sales, I might suggest a swap because we're just doing it for the purpose of growing our list. So I, mm -hmm. I do agree with that. Uh, the second thing I wanted to say um, that's also a little more advanced is that when you promote someone, I recommend tracking your clicks that you get that other person. And so I use something, it's called Simple Click Tracker, but it's just like Pretty Links, which is a free WordPress plugin. And you take that affiliate link and, or yeah, you take that affiliate link and, or even a non-affiliate link and you put it in there and make a shorter link out of it. And all in one place, you see how many clicks you got for that person. And then you can go back to that person and say, I got you 300 clicks. Do you think you could do the same for me? <laughs> So keeping track of your stats is worthwhile. Yes. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's what was going on in my head a little bit about the affiliate tracking. Yes, it is a great way to kind of incentivize people that look, um, you know, if it leads to a sale, I'll give you a commission on the sale. And I think that's attractive to a lot of people. But what along the, the last point you're making, I find it also helps me really know which partners to lean into more because there is a lot of energy. There's going to be... They're, they're, they're going to bat for me. They're promoting it. They're doing a good job bringing new people into my community. They're making sales versus somebody who you thought, wow, this is going to be a great relationship. There's a lot of synergy here, but nothing comes through or it's very little. I've also found over time that some of these partners that I thought would be amazing, um, they ended up having the greatest refund rates or, you know, they, they, they maybe brought in a great amount of leads, but no sales. So it gives you what I like to think of as great business data to, cause after a certain point, I don't know if you feel this way, Ellen, but I kind of limit the number of people I really build those cross promotion relationships with. Cause I only have so much marketing bandwidth and, a, and after a while, like I can't promote more people or I have to kind of sw uh, swap somebody out in that position. And so it helps me, make the decision, who are the best 
uh, win-win-win partnerships that are really going to triple serve me, them, and the, the list. So anyway, that's kind of one of the insights I found by tracking. Yeah. And I think that another thing is that if you want people to promote you, you need to do really well for them. And so one of the things that I do is I, I send out an email every day, but it's not a solo email. So I have a kind of newsletter format. And because of that, I can promote multiple people at once. And so when somebody's doing a big launch and other promoters will promote them twice, maybe during that three weeks, and I'll promote them 21 times during that three weeks. And so I can best people. I was just talking with uh, another, a JV partner, Danny Bermont, you know who he is. And, and I was saying that I can do as well as people who have lists that are five to 10 times the size of my list by just promoting more. And once I do do that there. So especially when you're kind of playing with, with the people who have big lists and how doing major launches, they will have what's called a leaderboard. I don't know if everybody knows what it is, but they will publish where you are in the standings. And you should always take a screenshot of that and keep that somewhere on your site so you can show people the results that you got for people. So if you just do a little, basically it, it's, you know, uh, as you sow, so shall you reap, or you know, you do for others as you would have other people do for you. If you really hustle and do well for other people, all of a sudden you will become in demand to promote them, and that brings you more affiliate income or whatever it is. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think that that's very insightful, and I will uh, attest to the fact that when you have been a partner in one of my programs, you were in the top five or 10 normally. So I I was a little skeptical at first when you said, yeah, I'll put you in everything else. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. That's not what, what usually works, but it works. And, and you were great, you know, like you attracted great people. So I, I think you've really got a winning formula there. Thank you. It's, it is counter to the traditional wisdom. Definitely. But I find, but that's what works. Well, I actually find it's good for my subscribers. So I really like the fact that my subscribers, there's always something in my email for everybody on my list. Now, not that I get these much better than average open list, but there's always a daily hot tip. There's always a little story and there are always several things and they can pick and choose whatever they want. And so people who are actively paying attention to my emails, really, they, first of all, they tell me that they love my emails and they learn so much from them. And it's because I educate as I sell and, and, and they, they always get something out of it. So I think it's, it's, it, I get good results, as you said, but it's also good for my subscribers. Yeah. So let's switch gears to talking about what works when someone's, you know, not necessarily just doing like a list building, but you really want to help build partner or you want to attract partners. You want to uh, have partners promote a specific product or course. Maybe you're doing a launch of some kind. What do you notice is working right now for that type of partnership? So I would first say that you, if you want to attract people, you have to have promoted other people in advance. So if you think I'm going to have a launch in six months, now is the time to start promoting other people to build up that reciprocity so that they owe you back. You can't just ask people to promote you at the last minute. And, and also people with the largest list, as you were saying, you, your list get your 
promotional calendar gets filled up. And so I can't ask you to promote two weeks from now because you already have on your schedule to promote other people. So definitely promote well in advance of the time you want other people to promote you. Uh, the second thing is build up these personal relationships. I was saying how we always say my friend and colleague. So you definitely want to create these online friendships and connect with people in online networking and different, different groups, wherever you are, just create these relationships, even though they're virtual relationships, they are real relationships. And you need to develop them and maybe you can help people in other ways. If something personal goes on in their life, you acknowledge it and you can help people personally as well. So these have to be real relationships, I would say. Uh, and finally, you have to have a good offer. <laughs> so it's something that people want. So you have to find people who serve the same target market as you. And you have to have something that they're happy to offer. And you need to make it really clear to people. So you know, where you get your link, your affiliate link, what the copy that people can use is, what the dates are, you know, every, maybe add some images. You need to really prepare to make it as easy as possible for your partners. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought up the easy. Um, I think sometimes we don't realize, you know, because we, we kind of get in our silos and, and, and are in our own world and we, we don't realize how busy other people are, <laughs> you know, they have so many moving parts. They're probably delegating a lot of these pieces. And so if there's a lot of complicated components that aren't spelled out well, I've seen that's where partner promotions really flop for people is there's an expectation that doesn't match the clarity and, and then the execution and the, the communication breaks down a lot. And uh, along those lines, Ellen, we were talking in the green room a little bit about some of my experiences. And I, I would say, the people who make promoting easy and enjoyable are the ones I like to continue when people like ask for one thing and then change the expectations like 50 times and keep adding more and more and more. That's when I'm like, or they get everything to you in the, the very last hour and expect you to drop in. That makes it really complicated for someone like me. So I'm a huge fan of easy and, and really thinking about how can I make this so enjoyable for the people that are, you know, going above and beyond to promote me that, you know, they'll want to do it again. And that's not to say things don't happen. I mean, I'm sure you have horror stories and <laughs> some war wounds of, of uh, launches gone wrong and promotions that you thought would go really good and maybe didn't. And we all learn from that. Right. Yep. I did want to say something else about these relationships. So I, I, at some point I want to talk about giveaways because it's one of my favorite ways to yeah, partner. Yeah, let's with talk people. about it now. Like I want to hear some of your favorite ways of partnering. Okay. So yeah. So let me give some things besides the Phoebe swaps. I'll talk about giveaways, but I just wanted to say that there's a, a tendency these days to require the people who are going to, you're going to partner with in the giveaway to fill out a contract. Mm. And I, so this is my personal thing. But I feel like that if they need a contract, then I don't want to partner with it. <laughs> and I don't want to Meaning ask if the, the person hosting the giveaway is requiring a contract? Contract with you. I would yeah. personally, I would rather partner with people I know and trust already. Yes. Yeah. And, and, so, and, if a, and if I partner with somebody one time and it doesn't turn out, okay, it doesn't turn out. I won't partner with that person again. So I, I just feel like, you really need to create relationships. I just want to emphasize that again. So let's talk about giveaways. Wait, 
you opened up a, a something that's important. I don't want to skip away yet. Okay. You just talked about the about the importance of trust. And I I we have to step into this just a little bit more because in my experience, and this is mine, and maybe you have something different. I think the reason why people do that is that there are a lot of people that say they're going to promote and then they don't, or they maybe thought they were going to get better results than they did. And I think that's where those contracts are coming from. So I'm so glad you shared your personal preference <laughs> and, and to think about if you're going to host an event or a giveaway, how do you like find the people who are going to match your values around the promotion? Right. Like that's, that's what you're really saying, Ellen, right? Like, how do we find people who we have the trust, we have the relationship and we believe that we're all going to do our best to, to co-create a better outcome together. Yeah. So it, it, I, I certainly understand when you're doing a live uh, web summit that mm -hmm. you need to make really, really sure the person's going to show up because it's really going to mess things up if the person doesn't. Uh, that's a little bit different from a giveaway. And so I have certainly had people say, I, I like to say when you're working with a partner, you're going to ask a whole bunch of people and some won't answer you and some will answer you and say no. And some will answer you and say yes, and they won't promote. And then finally, some will say yes, and they will promote. And all four of those things are, are, are very common. And you have to allow for that. In, so if I want 20 people in a giveaway, 20 people to partner with me in a giveaway, I know I have to ask 40 people uh, to, to do it. And you see, as you go along, you kind of get a, a sense of, of that. And it doesn't always work perfectly. But let me talk about giveaways. Yeah. So I want to first say, I think most people who are online kind of know what we mean by giveaways. But the word giveaway is actually used in a different way by by big business. So if Procter & Gamble does a giveaway on their, their Facebook page, they're talking about a sweepstakes, but they might call it a giveaway. So they're giving away prizes. There's a first prize and two second prizes and three third prizes and, you know, a hundred fourth prizes or whatever it is. Not everybody wins. And so that's really more of a sweepstakes, but they often use the word giveaway. Hmm. But in the giveaway I'm talking about, people it's not one company. So you're partnering with a whole bunch of people. Each person gives something, contributes something. They're called contributors. And then everybody promotes and they're called participants. They, they sign up and then they can choose. They can get all the gifts if they want. They can get whatever they choose. So it's not a sweepstakes at all that you don't win something. Now, the success of it depends on everybody participating. And we were talking about tracking clicks and I certainly have a way of doing it. I keep a leaderboard and if people are not there, not participating, then I remind them about it. And so you have to keep up on people at the time. Uh, but it's one of the most, first of all, a giveaway is a great technique for somebody with a smaller list because your contributors actually don't care about your list. They care about the size of the, of the other people's contributors. So if I have a list of 10,000 and other contributors have a list of 10,000, I don't really care what the size of the list of the organizer is. So it's a good technique for people who are starting out. You can grow your list by 1,000 people in a space of two weeks like that. So it's really, really powerful. It's remarkably simple to set up a giveaway. It's just like a freebie, a free offer. So you have an opt-in page and a thank you page and a delivery page and an autoresponder that, and on the delivery page is just all, listed all the gifts. So it's really as simple as that. That's how I do it. Very simply. Mm -hmm. 
And it's very, very powerful. Everybody loves them because people can go in and pick whatever they want. And the contribute, but the thing that's so powerful about it is the contributors only get on their list people who chose their gift. But you as the organizer get everybody. Yeah. Added to your list. Yeah. I love that strategy. I've done it a couple of times now. And and it's one of uh it is a it is a win-win-win opportunity for sure. Yep. Anything else you really love right now as ways that people can partner? So I haven't done this in a while, but I actually, as a way of growing your list fairly quickly, uh, uh, what's like a joint webinar, a joint masterclass. Mm -hmm. And the way I've done it, I've done three of them. And two of them were pretty much promoted as this is a no selling webinar. Mm -hmm. And so we did it only which attracts people. And we did it only for growing our list, two or three people, we all promoted it, and we all shared the list. So you have to make that clear when people opt in to be honest with it, they have to know you're going to get a free subscription to all of our newsletters, it should be below the opt in form. Uh, And some people will unsubscribe and the same is true of of giveaways uh, afterwards. But then you each of one of you takes a diff, uh, like a different angle on a topic. Mm-hmm. And then you just give that and it's, it's really attractive to people. People are looking to learn without being sold to and they feel like the learning will be more substantive if there's not, no selling going on. Again, it's an easy thing to do. You can do it on Zoom. Just easy to do. So I like I like that as a technique. Mm. Great suggestion. I love it. So Ellen, I know you have a resource that will help people start to take action or take their partnerships to a new level of success. We're going to link it up on the show notes, but can you tell people about your five ways to multiply business with partnerships and what will be available to them when they grab your gift from our show page? Yes. So what I do is I list, and some of them we've talked about already, but some of them are, will be a little bit new, but it's just five different ways to partner and a lot of details about how to set it up, how to organize it, how to have part, have uh, meetings with potential partners and set everything up and nail down those dates and all of that. And you can just go through these. It, all of them are, are uh, something that's easy enough for fit sort of beginners. So if you don't have your website yet, you know, you need to be a a little bit past that point. You need to have something to offer uh, in the, in these uh, partnerships, but well, some of them you don't, let's say you have um, a blog, just a blog, you can do guest blog posts, for example. So just five different techniques that you can use to grow your list. And I just, again, want to emphasize that you really can't do it alone. So you need to be out there partnering. It's a very slow, very overwhelming, very frustrating journey when you try to grow your list in with only you contributing to it. And honestly, like I can't think of a better way to speed up that process so that you can attract more clients. Having a bigger list means that you get to serve more of the people that you really want to make a great impact on. So it's, it's a huge win. And, um, you know, I love that you have a very simple, tool that people can get for absolute free. So head over to the show page at Amplify Your Success Podcast. Uh, Wherever you're listening to this, we'll have it linked up and you can uh, get Ellen's free resource, five ways to multiply your business with partnerships. Now, Ellen, 
I love asking my guests a couple of uh, standard questions. It's kind of a fun way to get to know more about you, the business owner, and how you got where you are today. So what would you say is the boldest thing you've ever had to do to amplify the success of your business? So I think I'm going to go back weirdly enough to 2007. And this is going to be very funny to you because 2007 was a long time ago. And that was when I did my first webinar. Mm. And that was a time when very few people were doing webinars. In fact, I didn't even host it myself. It was a third party company that was doing all of the marketing and they invited me and they said, we'll give you $500 to do a webinar. And I remember my first experience because I couldn't see, it was the first time I'd ever spoken and I couldn't see the audience. And it was like speaking into the void and it was so scary. And I just kind of had to take a gulp and keep on speaking and it worked out. They asked me back and, and eventually maybe a couple of years later, I got go to reading and go to webinar and started hosting my own webinars. But I remember that as being a scary moment. And I, you know how people talk about blogging, well, the, the internet in general, but blogging specifically as the first time that you could publish something you write and the whole world could see it. You didn't have to go through a publisher. It was like the democratization of information. <laughs> and the same thing about speaking is that's what webinars are to speaking. It's a People don't realize how much of a revolution it is that you can speak. I've had experiences of speaking to uh, well, the registrations were over 3,000 people all around the world. One of them, I actually asked people to put down their country, 97 countries. Can you imagine the ability to speak to 3,000 people in 97 countries? It's just totally revolutionary. Yeah, that's amazing. And and I'm sure that there was some nerves in doing that the very first time. And, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> kind of feel that fear and do it anyway, because you knew there, there would be uh, some good outcomes from doing something that was out of the box at the time. So what's one thing you wish you would have done sooner? I come, I started, I have two businesses in a sense, and I started by writing my books and my first website was an author platform. And I was writing about AutoCAD, which is drafting program and, and PowerPoint. But when I started changetheworldmarketing.com, I was trying to teach people what I had learned from that other business about how to create an online business. But the kind of crowd that I, that I was with and the, the coaches that I, I hired to help me were in this traditional world of internet marketing where everything is like under $97, like that's expensive. And so I wish I had learned to have offer more higher price products sooner. Uh, it's still something I'm learning. I'm still working on it, but I definitely waited too long. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you shared that. Cause I think a lot of times people, we get into a certain um, pattern, if you will, with what we create. And then we start to see, wow, there's this whole other world of something that, that has a higher price point or a lower price point or whatever it is. And, and um, um, I can't wait to see what you do when you stretch into that and start making that part of your offering lineup because you've got so many great programs you put out there. Ellen, thank you so much for joining me. I love getting inside your mind and really learning more like what's working for you around partnering because I think you are just, like I said, you're brilliant at it. 
you are a model of success and you're very generous in your heart and in your spirit with, with partnering. So thank you. Thank you for being a role model in that way. <laughs> and uh, again, like I really, if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, I think this is the time I need to start doing this, or I'd like to do it better. Please learn with Ellen. She's so many great resources. She's such a great model and her, her resource that we're linking up on the show notes will be so helpful for you. So head on over to the show notes and, and get it. And if you love this inner, this conversation and this interview, as much as I have, make sure you give Ellen some love, share the episode with your friends. Okay. All right, Ellen, we'll see you soon. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Melanie. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplifier Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com and I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going and I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media.